Greetings, traveler. Welcome to the Cast Perilous. Yes, welcome, friends, to the sixth episode of The Cast Perilous. It's hard to believe that we've made it as far as we have, even though in Lord of the Rings terms, we've still barely even left the Shire. As some of you may know, these things are not exactly easy to produce, but it is so very gratifying to see folks like you downloading our little show all over the world. If you like listening to our tales, that alone makes this worth it. If you keep listening, well, I guess we'll just keep making them. Oh, and thanks to the excellent podcasters like John from Tale of the Manticore, and game designers like Steve from Pickpocket Press, who upon having found us have enthusiastically given us shout-outs in their social medias and blogs. All of our fans are greatly appreciated, so again, thank you for listening. Okay, roll call for this episode. I'm K.W. Taylor, and I'm playing Jolie Elderwood. I'm Tom Coleman. I'm playing Burn Trumbull. My name is Tracy, and I play Rosemary Springward. My name is Josh, and I'm playing Deld Bard. And I am your humble narrator, who also happens to run the game, Jeffrey Scott. This episode brings us back to our main group of adventurers in Tull's Fork. We'll check in with Beatrice again in Episode 7. But for now, I give you The Cast Perilous, Dark Places, Part 4. When last we left Jolie, Dell, Byrne, and Roe, our heroes had just met with two strange men on the Dunstone Hill in the dead of night. The black-robed men called themselves Droon, and their staves flickered faintly with a green fire. The men remained opaque regarding who they were and what they were doing, but they did confirm that a boggart had been released from its prison on the hill and was now confined to Tull's Fork and the ancient Goatman tomb that lay beneath the village. They also offered a reward for any lore brought forth from below, should the party decide to destroy or rebind the beastie in the catacombs. After these Droon men took their leave, our heroes decided to attempt just that, once they had got some rest, that is. As the Springward Cottage was close by, Dell decided to stay there with Roe, her father Owen, and of course Sage the dog. They promised to rejoin the others at the Hare and the Hound around noon. Meanwhile, Byrne accompanied Jolie back to the village right away, as her grandmother, Nan the alewife, was staying put in her inn, the secret door to the tomb, in her cellar. After checking on Nan once again and finding everything quiet, Jolie retired to her room and Byrne returned to his worried family just as the sun began to brighten the eastern horizon, telling them that he'd been helping hunt the monster that had burned down the Boggs family barn. He was granted a reprieve from his morning chores and slept deeply, dreaming heroic dreams. When he finally did awaken, avoiding his family, he quickly gathered up his collected adventuring supplies in his pack and hurried off to the tannery to collect the lye-softened bones for boiling into glue then to Barbary's smithy, to collect iron filings. It was well afternoon by the time he brought himself finally to the Hare and the Hound, which he found to be closed. 
He was let in by a fretful Nan, who was just returning from a fruitless search for the missing inn cats. She'd decided not to open the inn after being awakened that morning by a frightful yowling, as if that produced by a truly colossal feline emanating from the cellar. The terrifying sound was accompanied by bottles flying from the shelves, dinner plates exploding, and simply all of the inn cats fleeing the building. Apparently all of this was not enough to awaken Jolie, who was only just stumbling down to the common room, wondering what time it was. Rowan Dell, upon waking at the Springward Cottage, had a talk with Rowe's father Owen, who was for his part enjoying a breakfast albsy. Rowe decided to tell him nothing of the boggart or the tomb, but left Sage in his care, as she didn't want to force the poor, brine-smelling dog back underground. By the time Rowan Dell made it to the village, it was well afternoon, and a soaking rain had just begun to fall from the leaden sky. But Dell insisted on one quick stop before meeting at the Hare and the Hound, a visit to Marleybone the Ornithomancer, who did, in fact, offer up a final bit of advice. Does that in carry any of the rarer spirituous beverages? I have no idea, but I can find out. Oft times such things are imbued with magical powers that could potentially help you. How would I know? Well, he shows you this one book of specially brewed beverages, uh-huh. kind of like potions, I guess you might say. One thing that he specifically points out, and it's the green asphinthian. Oh. I know they still make this stuff in Prigwart. And this stuff right here, this is great. Drink some of this, and you can see into other worlds. Well, that is, you have to be drunk on the stuff. But it really works. And in fact, other spiritual beverages have other magical properties. I don't think we have much like that brewed these days, except in Prigwart. I know that they make things like that there. Check with the inn. See if they've got anything. Yeah, I'd head directly back to see what they might have that was rare, to see you know, if there's anything that we could use in our little adventure. At the Hare and the Hound, other than the Green Asphinthian, she'd got some of the Smooth Albsy, which its only real effect is <laughs> to make you jovial and happy. <laughs> um, you relate all this to us, I assume. We're, yeah, we're all yeah. Convenient. So we've got all our supplies except... The glue? Something we can just make in my kitchen if we have the bone. Basically, boil it down. Can we ask Nan to watch the boiling glue? She would watch it. (laughs) After she makes us some sandwiches. (laughs) She's going to be so mad. It's getting on toward evening. It can be about ready. By the way, occasionally you do hear sounds from down below. Yowling sounds. How are Nan's cats acting? They've all left the inn. Even her favorite? Yes. Oh. She's also not happy about that. We gotta get this going, when or I'm not going to be able to yeah. One more thing to say, actually, regarding the Boggs farm. At first, people were talking about the Boggs are really mad. Then, all of a sudden, they were talking out in the town about apparently the Boggs are fine now. They seem to be content. They say no real harm done. They needed to build a new barn anyway. Uh-huh. But they seem to not want to bring any more attention, so it would seem. Is their son still missing? You were hearing that this morning, that in fact, yes, he was still missing. They seem to be trying to not cause a big to do. Interesting. So as far as the drinks go, though, I don't know if we want to utilize that 
particular tool, but if we do, maybe just one of us. Seeing in another world, I don't know if that means that we actually see the bogger. We couldn't really see him before. Yeah. yeah. Marlinbone referred to the spell as reveal the liminal. Reveal the liminal. Sorry, who'd be the easiest to get drunk? Um, oh, oh. it's you. <laughs> I don't mind at all. Yeah. <laughs> what if we do have to... I, I don't remember whether the tunnel went downward, because I'm thinking if it did go down, am I going to be able to climb in and out of it while I'm drunk on fairy juice? <laughs> That's why we have rope. So. Uh, I don't know. While we're like putting our, our stuff together, I guess I'll have a drink or two. There's one more bottle of the green spin in. Oh, at the got at Yeah. The you can have the yeah. ends one. Okay. You can owe right. us. Uh, of course. Of course I will owe you one. <laughs> it's ten gold. Oh. oh my god, that's expensive. Nan definitely wants some sort of income here since yeah. now I'm just going to have no customers all day. Of course. So you owe me ten gold. Okay. <laughs> uh, I won't forget. I'm sure you have it written down. Well, I'll cough up like... Just yeah, owe me the whole ten. You, yeah. you just owe me the ten. <laughs> I won't wait. That will work. You're taking a drink right now? Yeah. You're going to need to make a straight-up constitution roll. In this case, you're trying to get drunk, so you need to fail it. You need to right, roll my constitution over your constitution. Okay. And I rolled a 14. Well, if you failed it right there on your very first one, it has the effect of immediately making you drunk. Unlike other beverages, the Green Aspinthian is some serious stuff. So, you're going to have advantage on charisma checks. You're going to have disadvantage on all dexterity checks. Disadvantage on all attacks. <laughs> well, yeah. All right? All right. Incidentally, <laughs> you can be more drunk than this. Okay. All right. If you have another one, you could be more. Well, maybe take a look around, see what you see. Yeah. You're drunk. You definitely see the world a little fuzzy anyway. Okay. But you also see things like weird trails, trails after trails, people trails, and, and also, also other trails, trails that you think are might be from where other people might have been. Hmm. You're starting to see all kind of weird things. It's just starting to phase in. It might get more so. Well, in the basement, is there anything around where the... Like, yeah, do I notice anything around the, the slab? Does it look unusual compared to the other strange trails and things that I've seen? I'll tell you what you see down here. A few things kind of flash to you. You see a young boy who has been all over down here and who has especially been around the stones. You think he's sweeping up the salt? About um, the age of the bog's son? Probably. Bog's son. Oh. Mm-hmm. I would relay these things that I'm seeing. Hmm. Like, what, does he notice? Can I actually say anything? Don't if I go over it. You. No. You can be talking to him now. Yeah, Dell's totally talking to nothing. But I'm going to pull out the little bottles that I got from down here and show it to him. Oh, oh. Really oh. Them in front of his face. <laughs> yeah. Do I notice anything besides a flying goat? <laughs> Dell. They are glowing. They're glowing, glowing, airy skies. Oh, they're lovely looking. Maybe can we show them the bottle of the green Aspinthian again? Does it look like this stuff? The green Aspinthian, it looks looks just like it smells. It smells like like grass, grass, like wet grass grass on a summer morning. morning. Hmm. Do these other bottles look dangerous to you? 
Not much looks dangerous at the moment. <laughs> I don't think I'm getting many dangerous things no, yet. No, no, everything's kind of pretty. You're amazed at all these things that you don't normally notice that are around all the time. Okay. I mean, a ghost kid sweeping up salt in a cellar is totally fine. It's yeah, fine. It's everything's fine. fine. Wait. Yeah. He's drunk. <laughs> you would all notice one thing, though. When you wandered over to where the stone was... You'd actually pulled shelves over the top of it, hadn't you? Yes. Not? Yeah. yeah, they've been moved. Is the stone still there where it should be? The stone is actually slightly ajar. Well. <laughs> so I guess are we? I mean, are we heading inward? So you've you've made your special glue. Would it still be like boiling upstairs so that it wouldn't start congealing while we're doing what we're doing? But then we'll and have then to come when back. When we come back out, we'll have to bring it down and glue things shut. Oh, Marlon also mentioned that, I think I already told you this before, but sealing it into the tomb itself, the whole tomb isn't going to cut it. It needs to be completely surrounded by the glue. So we can't just seal this panel. There is that tomb, the little casket thing that we could try to get it in mass. So the next question then is, how do we get the bogger into the casket? But is it even something you can grab? I know. Or is it just some smoky image? Yeah. But you might be able to see it right now. I might. Yeah. Let's go find out. Let's go. It drinks blood. Just throw that out there. Remember it drinks that? blood. Do you have big gloves or anything? No. Does anybody have any? Gloves? I have big gloves. Butcher yeah. gloves. You give him your big bushy gloves. <laughs> so he can I drunkenly need... grab the bunker. Uh, why don't we wait till we're down there until we know what? Let's not make an elaborate plan and realize <laughs> I can just smash this thing and be done with it. Okay. So, what all specifically are you bringing down with you on this foray? I feel like there's probably some supplies at the inn that we can use for certain things. Mm-hmm. I have my torches, so. I'd like to get a big rope. I have 60 feet of rope, which I hold out. Oh. Well. And, bro, you've still got all your bottles packed away, right? Yeah. You've got something so they're not going to break or anything. Well, yeah, they're all wrapped up. Wrapped up. You're not bringing any of the glue. Well, maybe we should just bring it down then to the casket. Yeah, we could bring it in like a high bag or something. Or even a little cauldron. Oh, yeah. It would stay warm. And it wouldn't dry out. Okay. Are you adding iron shavings and and salt to it as well? Pre-mixed. It's fully ready. With a big brush. Yes. With a little of the glue and the shavings, I'm going to just get a small amount and put it on my arms, which might touch it. And okay, like a little bit. It of smells it. bad. I mean, That's bone okay. glue yeah, smells kind of like dead things. Yeah. Well, I'm used to it. Just like a little bit on my wrists. So. You said you bathed, but you still smell slightly of pickles. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so now you smell of pickles and dead things. I live out in the woods. It's awesome that I get to be in a. Well, enclosed environment with you. All right. Together you move the slab. There's that dark pit with the stairs going down. Yep. yep. Light my torch. We'll head down. I just don't want to go down there. I know. <laughs> Who's leading? I stumble my way through first, because I'm yeah. probably seeing lots Absolutely. of pretty things. You keep kind of tilting your head different directions and looking at it from different directions. Well, I'm just going to kind of keep stumbling my way along then, I guess. Who's behind him? I'll be next. Okay. Which chamber are we leaving our glue mixture in? I think I probably have that. Right now, you are in the octagonal chamber with the carved relief murals of the forest and the goatmen at their leisure. The far end of this octagonal chamber, it goes forward a ways and it comes to a crossroad. 
you had gone to the right. So that one we'd already opened. So maybe we should just use that one. Yeah, because we know nothing bad is in there. Was in that one. So let's leave our glue there. No one else wants to dab a little behind your ears? Okay. <laughs> okay. So you leave it there in the pot? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Although, should we open it? Oh, should we brush it on ahead of time? It doesn't have to be wet. Oh, it doesn't have to be wet, does it? Yeah, maybe we should just do that. Real quick. Yeah, maybe really quick. Paint it. Well, when you open it, you see the goat man bones in there. We're probably going to have to move him. Take him in the bag. We'll take him to old Cornelius. <laughs> <laughs> Would he give us a reward? I don't know. I mean, he was digging up dead goat men the last time I saw him. Maybe he would. Take the body out and then you start take, painting the inside of the You dog. take yeah. the bones out, so you're just like throwing them on the floor. If I have a spare bag, I'm going to be putting them all in a bag. Like, I'll take them up. I don't know. I think, I think you do think you have a bag. You're putting you're like, bones in a bag. <laughs> For now, you're removing them and you're putting them on the floor. Yes. yes. Like, Gently and respectfully. Respectfully. Throwing them on the floor. <laughs> Someone is painting the glue yeah. on the inside of this thing. And remember to paint the underside of the slab. You're worried about there being enough, but there does turn out to be enough. Okay. You're careful not to leave any gaps, because Dell had told you before he got wasted that <laughs> yeah. it could escape through a gap the size of the coin. So I guess you do, and with like almost none to spare. In fact, yeah, you pretty much used it all. You better but, be able to get this thing in here. Yeah. So do you leave the lid off? Yeah, leave it off for now. Yeah. So, so where do you put the lid? How do you lean it carefully against the wall so it doesn't scuff it's against the wall. Yeah. Okay. It is very heavy, so several of you together can carry it over and lean it against the wall. Okay. Okay, that's what you're doing. That's a, our plan. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> no way this goes wrong. No. Yeah, it will be perfect. Okay. All of you make a perception roll. So roll under your perception. I rolled a one. Seven. Good. I got an eight. I got a three. So you all succeeded. You had just finished painting it and setting the lid on the floor when you all heard a sound coming from back down the passage, maybe across the crossroads the other direction. Just a scuffing sound. I don't know that I am drunkenly brave enough to just go meandering off towards the noise. I will start kind of sneakily moving over towards that other hallway. Make a dexterity check, and if you've got stealth, add one to your dexterity. I made it. I rolled a 13. You're quietly heading in that direction. You cross the crossroads and are heading into the dark. You've got a light source, do you? I've got my torch. Flickering light. You get to the room. It looks similar to the one you were just in with the tomb in the center. You get there, and you definitely hear another sound behind the tomb, right behind it. I continue to creep around to the other side. You look behind, and there is a boy lying on the ground, twitching a bit. He has cuts all over his body. He looks very pale. What you heard was clearly him twitching. He seems like he is unconscious or dreaming or something. Do I recognize? You're pretty sure that this is Fetch. This is the Boggs Farm boy that's been missing. Well then, I would just shake him a little bit to wake him up. Fetch! He doesn't wake up. He's clearly lost a lot of blood. In fact, these cuts all over his body look like they are probably sources of a lot of blood loss. He's not currently bleeding the pool on the ground. 
but he's clearly lost a lot of blood somehow. I'm going to scoop him up and bring him back. You all meet back at the okay. crossroads. Yes. So he's not doing well. You don't think he's in danger of dying like immediately? Him. Wherever the blood went, it's just enough to keep him able to make more. What does he look like to me? You know how when a colored dye would be dropped into water, you see little you see red, red blooms coming out of all of his blooms out into the air. Is there a healer in town? There's the herbalist, Anne Owl and Ivy. I'm going okay. to see if Nan can take him to the healer, and then that way she's out of the house, too. You're taking him out. Okay. And then the Bog family might give us a reward, so... I mean, I have my own torch, so I can just go. And I, I don't think this will take long, and I'll come back right here. I will inspect the weird, crazy murals all over the wall. And I think, since he's a little out of it, I'll stay with him and, like, constantly ask questions. Also, Dell, I will say, the stuff about blood reminds you in the bogger lore mm-hmm. when they get a taste for human blood they're very single-minded they prefer to go to the same victim until they're you yep. know dry uh-huh. you might want to get that in a drawer for later so you come back down Shelly, and nan is going to see to it she's going to Anne al and ivy to see what she can do for him so she's out of out of the inn for now too there you are, all at the crossroads again. Let's go towards the creepy goat door. You closed it before, so it is closed. Is the salt all gone? The salt is gone, actually. Was that kid in like a thrall or something? Yeah. That had to have been some yeah. sort of. What an awful creature. Okay. You're at the door. Let's go in. You open the door, and you hear the click clacking of the skeleton. Oh, he's still at it. This room definitely looks kind of different to you. Yeah, I would imagine. The other room that was carved as a forest looked like a real forest to you. Rather than a forest, forest. this room room looks like a big expanse of orchard chamber. And the goat man man skinning skinning the person on the wall is looking and leering at you as he's doing it. Wonderful, I will not be observing. You can see the ghost bed is the skeleton, and they look absolutely tormented and miserable, weeping, almost pleading. Do you convey that information? I, there's no uh, filter whatsoever. Just everything that I see just vomited forth. Once I realize that this is a person in pain, I'm going to just hit it with my hammer without misery. You don't have to roll for that at all. I mean, it doesn't all come apart at once, but you smash some of it up hard and just hit it until it's dust. dust. More or less. It's not moving anymore. Does anything... <laughs> does the ghost like, have any appearance while all this is happening? Del? Actually, you see she, that, the that the ghost, ghost is still there so doing the same thing it was. Oh! I think you missed. Oh, the skeleton cool. is powdered, though. You notice that the harp is actually very pretty. And Del, to you, the heart of the heart of the beautiful. Yeah, like take it and restring it. Yeah, a very valuable item to have. <laughs> yes, keep that. But I don't know that we would take it with us now because we're going to yeah. you know, climb we'll take it on the way. Out. But yes, on the way out, I think we should. There's, and it. there's also a silver goblet, a very tarnished silver. I'm going to put the harp by the goblet. I'm going to come back for you. Okay. <laughs> the ghost, the ghost, still is looking the same. Does the ghost actually see me? Just as much as the ghost man on the wall seems to see you. 
The goat man is definitely, definitely terrifying. terrifying. He, his eyes are just following you. He's like he's actually turning his head to follow you. Yeah. And watch everything you're doing. Yeah, that's all. The huge goat devil taking up the entire far wall. It's looking at you, Right. Like and the one that has its mouth open, that yeah. Crawl into. And the mouth actually <laughs> looks like it's open, ready to gobble you right off. <laughs> it's looking at you very excited. <laughs> You'll be fine. It's, it's gonna be fine. You would have to make a will check to crawl inside this thing's mouth. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That would be waiting then for somebody else to go first. There's no yeah. way that I'm not. I'm not going there. Did we hear the noise still from down there? The skittering. No. Oh, is it even still here? Is it sleeping? Do they sleep? I don't know. Hmm. Is there something we can secure the room on to climb down? Well, there's the tomb, the casket with the necromancer goat man carved into the top of it. So we just have to loop it around the entire casket. Is that secured into the floor? So you think so? Looped it around, it wouldn't be heavier than one of us. Yeah. I'm going to light a second torch and then drop that torch down okay. the hole. As soon as you put it in there, you can see the torch, but all light that it cast is gone. So you're going to drop it in? Yeah. When it gets out of your sight, you see no more light in there. But you do hear it hit and clatter. How far do you think it was? If you were to estimate, you'd say maybe a 40-foot drop. Oh, oh really? Lower. But we have, like, what, 60 feet of road? Yeah. Yep, that sounds like that's going to be some climbing. I don't know how uh, how well that's going to go in my condition. Yeah, but you might even want to see down there if the darkness eats all the... What happens when you peek down there? I'm certainly not going to stick my head All in. you see is darkness in there. Oh. It's looking at you like it's going to eat you. To even get close to the mouth, you've got to make Power 13. Um, and I rolled a 15. That's a fail. Yes. You're just looking over there and you're like, nah. Well, Good. I'm just gonna go. I can help you secure the rope. Yeah, I'll go check it out. I start climbing. Okay. Down. I've got a torch up top and I'm gonna hold on to the rope and okay. try to help if he starts screaming. I know it's tied around you. Are they lowering you down or are you kind of climbing down? I'm climbing. And you have a torch while you're going? Yeah, if I can have a torch while I'm going down. Hopefully that torch is still down there somewhere. I'm trying to think of how you would do that while holding the torch. Yeah, if I can't hold the torch, then I won't. I don't know that you could really hold it. I guess you could hold yeah, the torch. Yeah, hold it in your mouth. Mm -hmm. Be careful. Yeah. Can well, I take a lantern and hook it to my belt while I go down? Is that a thing? That I think you could do. Okay, let's do that. So you get your lantern, hook it to the belt, and start to go down the rope. It drops off about two feet in. Is the tunnel narrow enough where I can kind of have my feet on the sides and kind of shimmy down that way? You think you could, although it's really slippery. Oh. The walls are actually really, really smooth. Like scary. someone's throat doesn't widen out. If anything, it gets a little tighter. Oh. oh. And it's real dark in here. Down ten feet. It keeps going. It's gotten to basically where it's very claustrophobic. And then you make it to about 20 feet. And then you come out into a chamber that your lantern lights up. Just the throat is in darkness. Mm -hmm. It lights up a fairly large octagonal chamber about 30 feet across. The floor is 20 feet down from the hole in the ceiling. And the floor that you're illuminating is covered in bones. You can't see the torch that you've thrown down there. Okay. 
What can I tell about the bones? Are they human? Are they goat men? From hanging where you are above them, they appear to be mostly, you think, human bones. You do see what look like the bones of a large animal of some sort. Long dead. You're not sure what it was, but something with a great big, almost reptilian skull. Is it a dragon skeleton? It might be. There are relief sculptures all over the walls. It is partially forest. On one of the walls, though, you recognize what looks like a bunch of goat men performing a sacrifice, and you recognize what you think might be the dunstone from the hill represented on the wall, although it's taller, bigger in some way. You'd also be able to tell from your perspective that there is a little bit of a ledge about 12 feet off of the ground around the entire outside of the chamber, but you don't see any of the doors. Can I get to the ledge? Well, it's out of way. You have to swing to it. You could start swinging. <laughs> um, I'm going to climb down to the floor. Okay. You make it down to the floor. And there are a lot of bones down here. It's hard to get footing. There's a lot of bones down here. Do you see anything else down there? Yeah, is there a bog art down there? Do I see anything else looking around? Not right here. No other way out? No, not that you see. Well, we should probably get someone down there that can see stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> then I guess you better start drinking. I'm assuming I'm still... I will let you make another will check, since he did just go down. Uh, oh, got three. Okay. You feel like you might be able to do it. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be pleasant. It's well, let's go and look. Would I have the physical wherewithal to actually make this kind of a climb? What are you going to do? He's still got the rope down there. Are you going to try and slide down the rope? Or are you going to tie it the back rope. up and tie it to you? And we can let him down lower. I don't know what would be a better way to go about it. Do you um, have much strength? No. Yeah, we'll just lower you down. Yeah, two of us. Send, the, send the rope back up and we'll just tie it. Yes. Uh, you untie it and they pull the rope back up. And you're tying it to Dell. Mm -hmm. Burn, make a perception check. Does my detection help with this? Sure, it gives you a bonus. Oh, well, what? In that case, you hear the movement in the bones with enough time to turn around and see that your friend the giant spider is actually in the room with you. And was apparently invisible. Oh. Uh, but it's there now, and it's eyeing you hungrily at least I'm about to leap back. So now you hear yelling. Have we already Gross. put the rope? Can you we just started tying it onto <laughs> the <laughs> Make a will check, Burn. Okay. I do not. Once again, the beast has taken on the shape of your greatest fear. Thus, you are going to be at disadvantage in combat against it. Make a dexterity check. Dexterity's 13. I rolled a 9. You got it. It is preparing to leap at you. I'm going to <laughs> smash it with my hammer. I don't like this. Plus 4. Okay, yes. Maybe the lower die. You do. 14 and a 4. That's a miss. Okay. You swing at it. Fortunately, it nimbly darts aside and not speak horrible spider legs and leaps at you. Ah! What's your armor class? My armor class is 15. 
it scratched you with its horrible fang. Three points of damage. The rest of you hear screaming down there. Oh, well, can we get the rope back down? I, I'm like pulling the rope. <laughs> yeah. off. I am drunkenly trying to pull this rope off. I'm not going down. Okay. It's eating him. This round, you're able to get the rope off of you. Okay. Okay. Burn. Roll your decks again. 16. So that was a fail. Yes. It leaps at you again and misses. But okay, maybe take a swing with your hammer at it. Unless you've got some other plan. So I will attack again. Am I still at disadvantage? You are. 10 and a 19. But a 10 plus so 4, 10 right? Plus 4, so 14. Yes. You hit it. Give me some damage. Ooh, 8 points of damage. Oh, that is a solid blow. You've smashed it before, you smash it again. And it flies across the room and skitters in the bones. Mm-hmm. Let me go back up to them for a second. <laughs> you hear a little more yelling, but the last yell was a little more triumphant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you got the rope off of Dell last round. So yeah. this round, what are you doing with the rope? I'll just grab it and jump down. I also have acrobatics. So you grab the rope and crawl in and yeah, okay. Slide down. Gloves on. Speedily as I can. A strength check to slide down, no problem. It's a five, and I have fifteen. All right, you're on your way down. You'll be down there next round. Okay. The noise is now emitting from this goat. I'm panic-stricken <laughs> at the moment. I'm also now worried that you're just losing it, and I'll talk you down, but I'm going to have my gun held at the mouth. It's all good. None of this is real. Okay, burn. Roll your initiative. Roll your dex. I rolled a one. That's success. You can go first. Right. You just smote it across the room. Rush back towards it and swing my hammer back at its beefy little weird eyes. 17 and 20. Yeah. Well, 17. That's yes, definitely going to hit it. Do some more damage. Two points of damage. A glancing blow. It is definitely skittering away from this It's turn right now, and it is going up the wall. Uh-oh. Up the wall. Like a spider. Row. You emerge from the darkness, and you come out in the room. You've only just come out of the ceiling. You're looking down. You see Burn with his hammer, pig killer out, down amidst the bones. And he is looking up toward the ceiling, actually. The spider has climbed up. He could easily race over to you by next round, but what are you going to do? It sounds like it's a fairly big spider. Will it even be able to get out of that narrow hole? You've only got a second. I'll drop down and... Get on my boat. You're going down to the floor. Okay. Yeah. Great. You make it down to the floor. And it would then be another round. You two, row and Burn, can roll your dexterities. I rolled another one, so I made it. All right. Six. I made it. Okay. It is up on the ceiling. Either one of you would go. Your choice. I guess I'll just try to shoot it. Well, to get your bow out, it's going to take you the whole round. So you've got your bow out and you've got your arrows Yeah. Out. I've got a meat cleaver, so I'm going to get that ready to throw. Okay, so you pull that out. Um, it's heading right for the hole in the ceiling. And when it gets there, it squishes itself in there. Jolie, Del. You hear slightly muffled voices from below. Look at what I was afraid of. Oh, dear God. Great. Don't look at it. It's going to be fine. Okay. Now, I can try to shoot it, but also we could try to lure it where we want it to go. We could run and let it chase us into that room. Do I see it yet? You can be at the ready for when you do. Sort of hold your action until you 
see it. I want to get him behind me so he doesn't see it. Don't look at it. And I have my gun ready, and I'm also ready to just run. Yeah, I think that's going to be a wheel check not to look I at it. I think so too, yeah. <laughs> what about you down there on the floor of bones? It's in the tunnel, right? It's in the tunnel. Okay. All right, I'm going to throw an axe straight up. Put my weapon away and then start heading towards the road to climb. You're starting to climb. And I'll climb it eventually. Upstairs, you're waiting until something happens. Well, in that case, something happens. Since your mind is the most interesting right now, Del, (laughs) make your will check to avoid looking at it. Okay, so it's a 13. And I got an 18. Mm -hmm. You're currently looking at the horrible goat devil head. You're behind her, and you just can't help but look at it as its mouth expands. And vomits out? And vomits out, you tell me, because it can be whatever is most horrifying to you. Oh. Absolute nothingness. Complete and utter void. The mouth expands and gets bigger and bigger. The darkness inside the mouth just vomits out pure void. The absolute absence of light, the absence of everything. Sorry. <laughs> it's starting to boil forth. I can take my shot? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's prone to fizzling. First, I think we should try and see if it actually works. So a 50-50 chance. Roll a 20-sided die. Okay. On a 11 through 20, it works. Okay. On 1 through 10, it doesn't. I got a 4. Okay. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't It is now up here with you. It's taken up about half the room with its darkness, and it's rolling toward you. Everyone roll for initiative again. Okay, I made it. I did not. I succeeded. I did not. Okay. Unfortunately, Ro, you have to wait. He is going up the road. Yeah, since this whole turn I can't do anything, I mean, can I still just sort of look around? Can I grab a bone of that weird lizardy thing? Yeah. I'm going to grab a bone and, like, stick it down the back of my pants. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, So you're doing that. Yes. You're climbing up the road. <laughs> I'm not going to make you make a roll, because you do have athletics, right? Yes. I'm just going to automatically say you can climb the road. But it's going to take all this round, for sure. As soon as I can, I'll okay. start climbing. Okay, so you start road. trying to climb after. Upstairs, you succeeded. Yes. You can go before it rolls over you. We have to go. I would imagine that if you just went and grabbed me and pulled, I yes. would have to climb that. So you are more or less running down the passage, yes. heading for the... The glue room. It is pursuing you. I'm going to leave initiative for a moment. You two are running down the passage. It's right after. You can make it to the glue room. Are you going to try and do anything when you get there? Is there any of the glue concoction left in the pot? You used it all. All of it? I could try shooting it again. I don't don't know what to do. Unless one of us wants to sit in the box and let it come to us. I can stand in the box and then jump out. You're going to stand in the box. Then I'm going to stand against the wall over here. I'm like hiding. I'm going to need help getting the top back on. It takes at least two of you to lift it. Alright. It would come rolling in after you. It rolls into the room and the room is in darkness. So you don't really know what's going on except you're in the dark. Del, something's got you. The void has got you. Absorbing you, making you nothing. You lose three hit points. So that will take you down to seven. Burn. You make it up to the top and are starting to climb out. You can climb out the mouth this round. I can. 
You hear something like that? Okay. Row. You're climbing the rope. Yep. Okay, back to the darkness. What are you doing? Um, you're in pitch we're blackness. Pitch blackness in the void. You know, can I feel anything if I reach out? You feel the cold wall behind Can I, like, sidle along that towards the door? Yes. Sorry. I think I'm going to sidle my way to the door to where I can at least get somewhere where I can see. You are moving your way out of the room. You're still in total darkness. Jolie, you find that the darkness is receding in the room. It's actually going back out down the hall, but you don't see Dell anymore. It's almost like darkness came in and ate him and is leaving now. (laughs) Dropping her torch to the floor, Jolie climbed into the old stone sarcophagus. Her eyes were locked on Dell's nothing, which now obscured the way out, and continued to spill darkness into the room. It would have been so easy to keep running at the intersection of passages, up into the inn and out into the fresh air, maybe even away from Tull's Fork for good this time. But here she was, a true dead end, standing in some long-dead goatman's tomb, trying to control her breathing as she ran fumbling hands over her antique flintlock. Of course she knew why it hadn't fired the first time. The clunky old pistol, while perhaps once a dashing highwayman's sidearm, was as decrepit as the wasted old thief from whom she'd lifted it. She'd loaded it perfectly. It was the damned flint. Can't strike steel. It's not there when the hammer falls. Fitting a new flint into the mechanism was much easier than reloading. But if it fell out again, well, there would be no more chances. No one was there to see her lips moving in silent entreaty. A prayer? As she took aim at the dark. I'm saying 11 through 20, it works. Yes. Okay, 11. So now you're going to roll to hit. Okay. D20. Yeah. 18. Do you have any bonus to ranged weapons? You yes, do? three. Yeah. You so can roll damage. 3d4. Uh, 4, 2, 3. A 4, 2, and a 3? Yeah. And remember, the 4s explode. Roll another 4-sided die. 4. Four, two, or three, or four. Roll another four-sided die. One. Okay. Four, two, three, four, one. Add that together. You just did 14 points of damage. Whoa! Okay. It had also already been smote twice downstairs. (laughs) Okay. You hear a scream that is inhuman. Whatever had you, it lets you go. You think whatever it was was clamped onto you, but it lets you go, and it boils away from you. The darkness is just starting to fade. It's like it's starting to disappear. And I still don't see any kind of tangible objects or shapes or anything. Actually, you would still be able to see it because you're still under the influence. It's trying to become invisible. You're not sure what the shape of the thing is, but you can see it. It's not the darkness anymore. It's got an actual shape to it. It is attempting to go up into the inn. Am I able to run in front of it? No, it's ahead of you, and you can chase it. If I can see it, I'm going to have to follow it. Where'd it go? It's going back upstairs. No. It is still shrieking. Do I hear that even though I can't see it? Yeah. It's going to get out into the town. Can you see it? Yeah. It's going upstairs. 
Burn. You're coming down the hall. You see Dell at the crossroads, looking kind of in the direction of the upstairs to the inn. You would hear the shrieking. Are you guys okay? It's getting back out. I'm already moving. Yeah, then I follow along. And bro, you're climbing out of the devil's mouth. Dell. You chase it up the stairs. As it emerges into the cellar and leaves your view, the boggart screams again. You can hear terror and pain in that scream. A moment later, it returns to the head of the stairs in full retreat, and it's now hurtling right back down, heading right for you. Oh, God. Uh, if I'm seeing him heading straight back towards me, I'll just plaster myself against the wall. Okay, it goes right by. Yeah, we'll probably scream that it's coming back. Burn, you can't see anything. You do hear the screaming, the sounds get louder. Do I hear it enough that I could try to take a swipe at it? You could try. You're going to be at disadvantage. One out of ten. Wow, now. You swing, and the screaming goes right past you. It's coming back! Bro, it would be coming right toward you, actually. You hear it coming. Roll an initiative one more time. Yes. You got it? Yep. Since you're right with it, I'll give you one opportunity to do something as it is passing you. It's trying to get back down the throat. I can't see it at all. You can't see it. I think all I can do is try to hit it with the axe. You're rolling at disadvantage. 11 and 14. Your melee attack bonus? Plus 3 to Plus 3. It's your lowest roll. Plus 3. So 14. That hits. Okay. Yay. Roll damage. Four points of damage? Yes. You swing your axe. And you are hit by a spray of what seems like blood. Kind of like popping a mosquito. Gross. And the scream gets cut off. Good. The rest of you are all running back there, I presume. Yes. Oh, so you actually killed it. Is it it visible now? Something would become visible, yeah. There's kind of a black, twisted thing. Looks kind of humanoid-ish, but it's little, it's tiny. We gotta get it back to that box. Put it in the box. Okay, whoever's got gloves on then needs to just pick it up and throw it into the thing. I'll grab it and run it down to the room. It feels kind of like a weird little petrified, mummified thing. I'm going to come in to help put the, the yeah, lid yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Together, you put the yeah. lid on. Yeah. Ah. Wow. All right. Finally, the beast was safely contained in its new prison. At his insistence, Jolie promised Byrne a chance for further exploration under the inn very soon. And with that, the heroes of Tull's Fork, some shaken, some wounded, some desperately in need of a bath, emerged from the underworld into the cellar of the Hare and Hound. As they ascended the steps, they at first noticed only that it had stopped raining as moonlight shone brightly through the open cellar door. Having in their excitement forgotten about the Boggart's sudden turnabout on the stairs and its desperate flight back into the tomb, the party stopped short to stare at the sight which greeted them in the cellar. Perhaps one hundred cats, some village cats to be sure, and many more from the surrounding farmland, sat calmly licking the last flecks of blood from their paws. Then, one by one, they began to leave, filing out the cellar door to go their separate ways, a few returning to the inn's common room, and one remaining a moment longer to thread its way amongst the legs of its humans 
before trotting off to Nan's room, purring loudly all the way. Alas, friends, it is once again time for us to depart. We hope you've enjoyed Dark Places. This episode marks the end of our second chapter, though our next episode acts sort of as an epilogue to this one, and a transition to the next. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we love hearing from you. If you'd like to be heard, here's how to do it. I'm K.W. Taylor. I play Jolie. You can find me on Twitter at K.W. Taylor Writer, and I am the co-host of the podcast Pause Pop, which you can also find in your favorite podcast app. This is Tom. I play Burn. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Twick516. That's T-W-I-C-K-516. And if you'd like to reach Tracy, Josh, Kate, or myself, our email is thecastperilous at gmail.com. We are also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at thecastperilous. Comment away. And if you'd like, leave us a nice review. It really helps. Dolmanwood is a creation of Gavin Norman of Necrotic Gnome. Low Fantasy Gaming is by Stephen J. Grudzicki of Pickpocket Press. Beth Treadway created the image for our logo. Check out her other work at Beth Treadway on Instagram and Twitter. Our theme music is A Walk in the Woods by Edward Brown. That's Nedwin04 on Pond5.com. Sound effects are either homemade or found under the Creative Commons license on freesound.org. We hope you'll join us for our next episode, during which I promise we will check back in with Beatrice, as well as tie up a few loose ends with our main group, or perhaps loosen them further? Guess you'll just have to listen and find out in The Cast Perilous, Episode 7. And remember, when you hear that rustling in the old pumpkin patch by the spooky woods around midnight, not to worry. It's probably only us. We'll see you in the woods.